many aspire to reach the upper echelon of the healthcare industry, but few are able to successfully navigate the corporate ladder. As Asia becomes the world epicenter of the healthcare industry, C-Suite Partners sits down with international healthcare executives, asking the tough questions and unpacking the personalities of the top industry leaders. Welcome to the boardroom. You've got the empathy side of, of being a leader. Something that we don't often talk about is when do you draw the line with executives that aren't performing? Because that's that's a tough part of being a, a CEO because that, yeah. that, that, that reflects on you. Yeah. Where, where's your thought process around that? We used to train people in what are called crucial conversations. It's often, people sometimes have trouble having a good conversation and saying, great job. You'd think that would be easy, but actually mm. people don't always find that easy. And similarly, people don't always uh, feel comfortable talking about something that hasn't been achieved. I, I've learned over time to think about developing people. So if you've appointed reasonable people, they've done the coursework, what have you, how do you help them clarify the problem they're trying to solve? How do you help them deal with options? How do you help them think about how to implement and then how to monitor? So how do you work with the people? Now, some people need more assistance or need more assistance at different times in their careers and others just say, give me the outcome you want, Michael, out of my way, mm. and you know, if we see each other in two years, that's fine. So you've got to titrate it depending on, on the personality. But in my experience, I didn't end up needing to have too many um, thanks very much, but it's the end of your time working with us conversations because mostly you're able to develop people in a way that brings out their best. Mm. Some of the hardest parts of the job I've had have been doing things like closing hospitals and making large groups of people redundant or merging something. And that's really hard to do because, in that, except in that example, there's a difference. It could be you work brilliantly, we've had to make this structural decision. It's nothing to do with you. You don't feel there's something to do with you. I think the difficulty is going to be where it's about the person will perceive it's something to do with performance. That's really going to impact their ego and you need some delicacy. And with a, in an ideal world, and I wouldn't pretend I've always done it right with some of those conversations, but I have found very good HR departments will help support a person who's getting bad news beyond leaving the office right. that day to make sure that they're sort of plugged in, they're okay, because usually they've given years of their life to the organisation and they've put in. It just may be that it you know, there's a reason to move to a different uh, dimension. What about in terms of mistakes that you've made, some, something that you regret? You did, we talk about like, closing down hospitals and it, you, you have to make these decisions. That's, that's your responsibility. Yeah. Is there anything you look back on your career and say, that was a mistake, I'd, I'd like to have that over? Well, there's, there's, I think my earliest mistakes were relatively small, but sort of from my point of view, quite funny when I was involved with ordering equipment without anyone thinking about would the room actually accommodate the equipment and then the wall had to get knocked down to... So, so, okay. um, so some of them um, weren't the most dramatic yeah. and expensive thing, but they were pretty dumb in retrospect. Um, there's no doubt when I had my first CEO role, I, I made mistakes. Um, there were, it was a, quite a difficult time. I mentioned one before, um, that, um, that whole issue of what's our unifying purpose, what, what are our values? Um, uh, and I remember some, somehow some information had got leaked in the public environment, that could happen, big budget issues, and I don't think I handled as well as I needed to how you bring people with you so that you don't have people feel this is a thing I need to go off to the press to talk about. There's a point in time where you should shift into 
learning, you still never stop learning, but do a lot more in terms of that development and mentoring of others, mm. as opposed to, I'm trying to work it all out for myself, and, and, and then engaging with others uh, to do that. Boards can be very helpful, boards of directors. Uh, I was uh, blessed often with the people who I had as chairs and boards, all of whom want to add value, and I think one of the things in healthcare that's interesting is people come out of a nursing background, medical background, they might have been a finance person or an HR person who's worked their way up, and there's a whole set of skills we don't have. And if you've got well-chosen board uh, members with different set of skills, you can tap into them and work out, well, how can we add even more value to our thinking and our decision-making? I think the other thing for CEOs is to work out how to get other inputs from other CEOs, ideally in other industries. And often people are in executive groups. I, I was in uh, an executive group where you had those ability to learn from others and ask questions in a confidential mm. way. That's, that is a hardship and it can be lonely at the top as a CEO. What about strategy for your career? Did, did you sit there and say, this is where I want to be and I'm going to do five years, seven years? Because it's something that I deal with with a lot of executives. They, they, they want guidance from myself or our firm. Yeah. Where, where am I going to be in five years? How can I get there? Did yeah. you clearly see where you wanted to be or was it fortuitous in situations? Yeah, it's, a, it's a great question and I would echo the people who talk to you and I'd say they're smart to talk because my experience of search and recruitment firms is often you can give dispassionate advice to people in a very confidential and discreet way. And it's very hard for people to get good career mentoring advice. So good on mm. them for, for asking you and obviously fantastic that you, you do that. I think um, careers are often easier in retrospect than they were at the time. Yeah. You, you can go back yeah, and you true. can say, you can understand the links later, but not necessary. And, and I, I, think, um, I think mostly for people have a general sense of where you're trying to get to. Um, I do also know from early conversations with recruiters, people saying to me, well, we can't help you until you know what you want to do. You've mm -hmm. got to tell us what you want to do, then we can yeah. maybe help you. So some clarity in that. But I, I think the best things, I, best advice I would probably give to people on the way is just work hard and do your job well and get on with people. If you do those things, that's a good starting point. People notice. And that's true, as I'm discovering in the non-exec director world, where I'm developing a career at this late stage of my total career, but I'm at the beginning of a new career. It's the same principle. Get on with people, work hard, do your job well, and, uh, and opportunities will follow from that. But I wouldn't leave it to just people being like a, um, uh, I don't know, a raft floating along a mm. raging river. You've got to actually do something purposeful about it because, and if I think about my own career, my first four CEO jobs finished because someone else made another decision. And what I mean by that is three times governments made decisions to after I was appointed to my first one to then merge that into a healthcare network and then for another reason there was another merger into another network well I got promoted I was lucky I moved into the for-profit world and there was a takeover and then there wasn't a job and so that those experiences taught me that um, everyone owes it to themselves and their families to be thinking about their career which is why you've asked the question mm. and to be a little bit purposeful certainly to get experiences diverse experiences um, to get the sort of academic qualifications that you need to have all those relationships that I mentioned and to be thinking ahead about moving under your own time, not someone else's time. And Michael, to, to finish it off, how would you describe your career in one word? Fulfilling. Perfect, Michael. Thank you for spending time with C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. Thanks, Michael.